Welcome, beautiful you, to Girl on Her Moon, the podcast. My name is Jordan and I invite you to join us as we connect, share our experience and become one for a moment. From topics like self-worth, creativity, expression, intuition and soul, to astrology, numerology, tarot, energetics and more. And then the topics that are undefinable and ungraspable. Exploring what it means to be alive, to be rooted in both our divinity and humanness, and returning to the space where they are one. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Hello, lovely. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It is truly a gift to get to explore these topics here on the podcast that excite me and hopefully excite our guests and hopefully excite you too. So today we are looking at the astrology of February with Nush, who I know so many of you already know through the membership, through your own readings, or from here on the podcast. Before we dive into the magic of this month, I wanted to share a little bit about what we have going on in the membership for February. So if you aren't already familiar, if you're new here, I started our Flow with the Moon membership in December of 2019, officially beginning in January of 2020. And it has changed, shifted, and evolved so much since then. It has been such a gift to get to watch it flourish in a direction that I had no idea we were even going until we were going there. So, What started as a one-sentence idea in my phone notes that said, can I create journal prompts and meditations with the moon cycles, has now grown into a space beyond my wildest dreams. We have monthly energy practices, somatic practices, astrology readings, new and full moon rituals, live astrology classes, tarot readings, and we have a new guest healer come in every single month for a workshop. We've explored past lives, the Akashic records, breath work, and so much more. And this month in February, we have a really beautiful combination of offerings. First, we have 2023 visioning. I purposely left any intention setting or new year visioning for February. January was a bit slower. We entered with retrogrades. It still had this tie to 2022, but stepping into this new month, it feels like a perfect time to begin releasing any residual energy of the past year, any energy that is not yours to continue working with, and really take that full body step, like really arrive in 2023. We have what I think is a really Um, impactful energy practice for 2023 visioning as well as lots of journal prompts to bring in clarity and authenticity to your vision and intention setting for this year ahead. Next we have our live astrology class for the month which is on the 11th or 12th of February depending on where you are in the world and yes they will of course be a replay for all members. This class is two hours and we are exploring the seven hermetic principles with Isa. The reason that we're starting with this topic is because these principles are the foundation and the backbone of modern Western astrology and esoterics. 
And it is from here that our future classes can be built upon. And when we dive into things like the zodiac and the planets and so much more, these teachings will hold greater depth after this initial class. For the Leo full moon this month, we have our guest joining us, Dominic Oyston, who was with us in our last podcast episode. Dominic has created a workshop, a soul journey, and a sound healing to offer you a pathway to reveal and to come into deeper intimacy with your personal, authentic power and expression. And she brings in the goddess Sekhmet to work with, which is so aligned with the lion Leo energy of this February full moon. And for our Pisces new moon ritual this month, I've created what what we're calling playing with energy. And it is exactly that. It is energy play designed to remind you and to anchor you into the awareness that you can call upon, collaborate, create and play with all forms of energy with ease and joy and in fact it is your natural state to do so. Frequencies, emotions, pockets of wisdom and more are supporting us in each moment and wanting to collaborate with us, wanting to create with us, wanting to flow through our bodies and into our lives. And it is our time to bring that awareness back so that we can be supported and in a nourishing, co-creative reality with life. So we are aware, not just in our minds, but in our, in fully in our bodies that we're not doing this alone, that we don't need to push through life and struggle through life. There is support. There are allies. There are frequencies wanting to lift us up and move with us. And lastly, we have our astrology reading with Nosh and our Zodiac Tarot reading with Delosh. So I would love to invite you into this space. It is one of my favorite places on the internet. And as soon as you sign up, you will receive instant access to not only the offerings of February, but also all of our past classes, workshops, and rituals. So that's over two years of creation and magic waiting in there for you. You'll also get access to our 2023 Astrology Masterclass with Isa and so much more. It is truly an honor to get to share it with you. So I have left the link for the membership in our show notes. But for now, let's dive into February with Nush. Hello, Nush. Welcome back. Hi, Jordan. Thanks for having me again. Of course. So today we're going to be exploring the astrology of February and also like the beginning of your birthday month. So yeah, that's very exciting. Yes. Happy Aquarius season. Yay. <laughs> so how are you feeling about this month? I mean, overall, I think, you know, obviously subjectively, I love February, but... <laughs> But I mean, objectively looking at the astrology, I think February is going to be a pretty a pretty good month, a pretty good setup for what we have to expect in March. Yeah. And, you know, without getting into everything that's changing and shifting in March, um, February feels like the month that helps us to set the groundwork and uh, find the foundation 
within so that we can deal with anything that might be coming up to the surface or shifting or feeling a little uncomfortable in the month beyond February or the months beyond February. So I think February is like a a pretty good month for the setup. Um, Also with all of the planets direct Mm -hmm. as we enter the month, it's just such a beautiful, positive energy to push forward with, uh, you know, projects, tasks, ideas, relationships without the confusion, without the miscommunications, without the misdirections, you know, Mm -hmm. without all of those, you know, R-E and M-I-S words, (laughs) anything Mm -hmm. that kind of could be getting in the way or causing any disturbances. Like we just have flow. February feels like the month of flow um, for 2023 for sure. I love that as a theme. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. When I was feeling into this month, it felt like a really good opportunity to like become current with the self without all of the ups and downs of of cosmic initiations and invitations and like the a lot of movements that are kind of pulling us into different directions. That's a really good opportunity to like observe and explore the self without all of that outside and therefore internal movement and then begin to like you said with that retrograde free period begin to take those steps that feel really exciting begin to explore these new ways of being or these new aspects of the self that are that you're beginning to get to know and to me that's what Aquarius season is often really about it's like it feels like I get to discover a lot of new parts of myself what's what's your kind of understanding of Aquarius season? Look, my understanding is going to be very subjective, (laughs) (laughs) obviously, as an Aquarius sun. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, what you've described sounds sounds pretty reasonable for Aquarius season um, because that Aquarius energy can be quite introspective, even though you know, it is a very social and outward driven sign. It is a highly intellectual sign and it does intellectualize a lot. It does rationalize a lot. You know, mm. it is in many ways driven by science, even though it is also creative. You know, it's got that Uranus aspect of very, um, of being very technologically and um, scientifically driven. So the notion of going inwards and discovering the self in new ways or um, playing with how you fit into different societies or groups or what your place is or what your role is um, in this life or in the lives of other people is a very kind of Aquarian energy to to play with, I think, um, during that season. And I think play as well mm-hmm. is such a... Uh, significant and it's just such a good word to use to describe Aquarius energy it really is about playing it's you know even though as well I have to bring up both sides Aquarius Mm -hmm. energy is also about knowing you know there is that other energy of being very stubborn in what they know and -hmm. being very forward with their you know ideas or their opinions but there is that um you know, there's always the polarity of every sign and there is that other side of Aquarius, which is very playful and experimental. So having fun in those moments of self-exploration is is a really good um, kind of 
space to sit in while we are moving through Aquarius energy. And I, you know, perhaps in the Southern Hemisphere, it might feel a lot easier to engage in that while you're in summer, but in in the Northern Hemisphere where I am, you know, it's still um, an opportunity to go within and play with, you know, what goes on inside, you know, how you mm-hmm. interact um, socially, what your relationships mean, just kind of, you know, I'm just picturing like Play-Doh and all of your social <laughs> connections being like this malleable, fun space yeah. that you get to explore, um, you know, experimentally, if that makes sense. No, I love that. And what I was um, thinking as you were saying that is because Aquarius can come from that objective um, kind of non-emotional air space and we are in that introspective place, it's a really good opportunity to observe without being in the waves of um, personalizing what we're experiencing. Like... um, almost like putting on that like that lab coat and the glasses and just like studying yourself almost observing your reactions to things or the way things or words feel in your body whatever it might be and playfully doing it as well yeah that's so funny that (laughs) that's so great that you just brought up the lab coat and the professor like the nutty professor that's definitely (laughs) like the (laughs) Aquarian archetype and you know I will happily embody that I love that but Um, you know, Aquarius is also the sign of the astrologer. So, you know, and what is astrology, but a, a map of yourself, a way for you to really intellectualize and dive into the self using these, this very, you know, somewhat mathematical tool. There's a lot of, um, esoterics to it, but there's also the math of the degrees and the angles and everything the pattern synthesis. So, you know, there is that kind of putting on the lab goggles and the lab coat and just diving into what it all means and um, dissecting it, which is is the fun part of that Aquarius yeah. energy, I think. If you find a way to have fun with it, um, it can be really exciting, I would say. Mm. So while we're still in Aquarius season, we have a full moon in the opposing sign of Leo. What are your thoughts on this full moon? Yeah, this full moon is is definitely going to start the month off with a bang, I would Mm -hmm. say. Um, Before that full moon, though, just touching on the sun traveling through Aquarius, you know, Mm -hmm. as it is going to be making a square to Uranus I believe just before the full moon and then Leo comes into the opposition and it forms that t-square so when we're looking at this sun journey through Aquarius before it hits that Uranus square I think it's I think it can be a really useful um, time for you to use that spotlight that the sun brings into that Aquarian space to really allow it to shine a light on what you have been rebuilding, what you have been restructuring, what you have been experiencing in a different way in that Aquarius area of your chart. Because keep in mind, Saturn has been moving through that that sign since 2020. Uranus has kind of been attacking that sign since 2020. So there's been a lot of action in Aquarius. And we're about to have Pluto entering Aquarius as well next in March. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, the sun is kind of allowing you to see with a very clear lens, like everything that this journey um, that Saturn has had through Aquarius is kind of shining a light on everything you've gone through and, you know, what you've experienced, how you've grown, where else you need to put a little bit more of your warmth, a bit more of your energy um, into those areas of your life that are ruled by Aquarius. So, so I think that this, you know, Aquarius season, just looking at it from that lens as well can be really uh, useful in terms of reflecting and realigning. I know we're planets direct, you know, we're done with the reflection, but the sun I think is a useful tool, this particular Aquarius season, because Saturn's moving out of Aquarius mm-hmm. next month. So, you know, it's kind of a nice, nice energy to just bring a little bit more warmth into those spaces that you have been really being tested on. You've been really um, teasing out and really kind of stretching since uh, 2020. And then this this particular full moon um, forming this tense aspect between Uranus and you know the, the sun also forming that square to Uranus, I think is it can go one of two ways, right? So with everything that Uranus has seen through this sign and everything that Saturn has seen through the sign and, and us as individuals have felt through this sign, I think that this particular full moon is here to, to spark you out of that comfort zone if you haven't already. You know, if you have been waiting, you know, if you have been um, really sitting on something and it's just the time has come. Like I think this full moon is the final spark plug to initiate the change mm. before, you know, a big portion of that energy comes out of Aquarius next month, which is Saturn, you know? So I think this is like the final straw. It's like something has to break for something to change. And that doesn't always have to be a bad thing. Mm. It can be you know, it it can be seen as something breaking open, you know, within, or you finally reaching that breaking point, which initiates or really inspires you to change because it is Leo. So it is this energy of creativity and passion and excitement. So it can be that final push that just really just tips you over the edge. And you're like, this is it. This is it. This is Mm -hmm. the time. And I, that I have no more time to wait, you know, and, and this is it. So I think this can be quite an impactful beginning to the month, despite it being like a flowy, <laughs> a flowy, good, peaceful month. But I think mm. it starts with a bang for sure. I love that. You mentioned um, in the reading that you did for the membership, you, when you were talking about this full moon, I just loved these words so much. And you said it holds the energetic signature of change. Um, and I just, I thought that was like perfect and it's all happening like by tuning into that heart. I don't think we'll need to tune into it because the heart will be loud enough, um, that it's like, (laughs) whether we're choosing to listen or not, it's like, I am here and this is where we're going. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to let go of. We're done and we're ready. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And especially because it's a Leo full moon, like this, you know, it, it's not kind of hiding behind others. It's, <laughs> it's 
The heart it's is here. loud. <laughs> it wants what it wants and it's going to mm-hmm. let you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this oh, full moon is here to be seen, to be acknowledged. And, you know, particularly for anybody with fixed sign placements, you could feel it more than others. Um, but this is a full moon that that is here to to make a bit of noise. And, you know, noise isn't always a bad thing. Sometimes that is what sparks change and positive mm-hmm. change for us individually and collectively. Absolutely. So was there anything, any other aspect that you wanted to touch on or did you want to jump into the movement of Mercury? Um, that... So, so in case, you know, I've instilled any kind of fear around this, <laughs> this full moon, um, Venus is kind of in a positive state during the full moon. So I think, you know, that is an energy that is really helping to make the breaking point or making that snap a little bit softer. And I think it kind of helps to provide a bit of that forgiving energy, flexibility, um, malleability, softness in that heavy kind of stuck energy, um, breaking point energy, sparking energy that we might be feeling. So Venus does come in, um, in a positive aspect here to, you know, also being in Venus, uh, also being in Pisces, sorry, Mm -hmm. also being in Pisces, you know, it is a softer energy that is supporting this, this point of change, um, during the full moon as well. So it's not all doom and gloom. (laughs) Definitely not. Yeah. Mercury in Aquarius on the 11th. Yes, Mercury in Aquarius. So so Mercury has has had like quite a quite a while in Capricorn. And before it comes into Aquarius on the 11th, it does have a final little moment in Capricorn when it conjuncts Pluto. So Pluto mm-hmm. is in its final degrees of uh, Capricorn. And so before Mercury enters Aquarius, there is this point where it meets with Pluto. And, you know, I think it's important to note what happens before, um, Mm -hmm. because I think it kind of sets up for what we could experience with Mercury and Aquarius. So with this, the meeting of, of the mind with, you know, that the the depth and the desires and the the hidden parts of of Pluto, there's something here that feels like it, it's being realized or it's being uncovered or there's almost like a culmination point of finally excavating something that has been going on for for you in this Capricorn area, particularly you know when it comes to anything you've lost when it comes to anything you have invested in or really deeply desired or felt during this Pluto in Capricorn period. The reason why I find this particular uh, conjunction also significant is because Pluto moves into Aquarius next month. And not to say that, you know, it's not going to be in Capricorn again, it does retrograde back, but this kind of initial first pass over these degrees and Mercury meeting it is kind of helping us to uncover something, 
something that has been hidden, something that's been like, you know, we've been really trying to heal this. So we've been really trying to understand, you know, this, this deep, um, hidden, buried part of ourselves or society or, or our investment in certain material things, you know, it is Capricorn and, you know, it's almost like this piece of the puzzle that's just been out of sight kind of just comes to mind. It's like a flash of um, wisdom or a flash of insight that can be really useful. Um, Can be really useful in understanding what the Pluto in Capricorn journey was about for us. So then once uh, Mercury enters Aquarius on the 11th, you're entering with this like golden nugget of knowledge or this secret or this, this piece of really Mm -hmm. juicy, um, you know, like understanding of the self or others, or, you know, whatever this is triggering for you. It's like, you're coming in with, with something really juicy to help you to engage in that Aquarian energy mentally. So you know, you're coming in with this golden nugget that helps you to think um, more freely, that helps you to be less restricted or less traditional or less uh, conservative in your thoughts, or it helps you to kind of um, really expand your vision or grow your vision or think really big in terms of what you want out of your future or your friendships. Like it's, you know, there's something that is really helping you right before Mercury enters Aquarius that can really be um, inspiring a more liberal and a more uh, open way of thinking, which is what Mercury in Aquarius is all about. It's kind of Mm. uh, very out of the box, very Mm. uh, quirky, very, you know, unexpected um, in its intellectual capacity. So I do feel like there's something that Pluto is it's almost like gifting you to help help you in that um, journey a little bit more. I love that. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, did you? I'm really curious to explore with you your understanding or your exploration of the transition from Aquarius season and into Pisces, like how Aquarius season builds itself. Um, or like how it's just this fluid journey, how they're supporting one another and how we can step into that Pisces season um, with the gifts that Aquarius season brought us. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, you know, I do believe that too much of a good thing or too much of anything is just mm-hmm. too much. Like it's, it's too much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as amazing as Aquarius is, too much of a good thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love all the signs equally. <laughs> um, but, you know, I I think that in saying that, if if we spent a whole year in Aquarius season, we would all drive ourselves insane, yeah. you know. And I yeah. say this as an Aquarius, but knowing that I have all these other elements and signs in my chart, and, and that's mm. the beauty of the chart, it helps to balance it helps to balance you out. Mm. So coming out of the mind and coming out of the headspace, which is 
Aquarius energy um, coming out of that really social energy as well, if that's what you have been feeling. Aquarius can also be very introverted. So there is this like polarity of being very uh, social and extroverted, but also introverted. So, you know, that focus on others and the focus on people and the focus on the world or societies or causes or mm. anything outside of yourself and how it kind of intellectually speaks to you can can eventually become a little exhausting you know and so i think that even though it's it's really fun it's really engaging and i absolutely love doing you know all things aquarius <laughs> but eventually you know this pisces sun comes in to really help us uh almost bring the attention away from anybody anything anyone else and really focus on ourselves as an energy body and focus on you know rebuilding that energy rebuilding ourselves mm -hmm. and our energy and and our our field um from everything that we have experienced in this zodiacal calendar you know we are kind of releasing and um what's the word it's like you're resetting from everything that you have accumulated and felt from the beginning of aries season last year up until the end of Aquarius season. And this is a beautiful energy to just reset and yeah. uh, recharge. And I think that's the value and the gift of Pisces season is to go, go, um, you know, not to isolate necessarily, but just to spend some time re recharging your energetic field so that once you enter Aries season, you have the energy and you have that excitement and and everything that you need to give back into the world and to begin and to initiate. So this is like, you know, a transition from intellectualizing everything that you've experienced to recharging and resetting and realizing that, you know, sometimes you just can't make sense of everything and you don't need mm -hmm. to, you know, sometimes you don't need to overthink, overanalyze um, over, over anything. You don't, that word doesn't need to exist. You know, there, there is enough. We are enough. You know, you are enough. The abundance, the boundlessness of Pisces season is just such a beautiful energy to help you to reset your field. And I think yeah. that's the beauty of, of Pisces season after Aquarius season, but also at the end of that whole calendar of, yeah. of the whole 12 signs. That's beautiful. I always like adore my time in Pisces season. Like I just love it. I feel like I'm just like floating most of the time in like, I don't know, like even just thinking of Pisces, I get really like, like I feel really magical. It's um, especially new moons in Pisces, which we're going to um, dive into. It just feels like this it's like but before initiation is taken where you realize that like it's all available and it's all possible and at the same time you don't need any of it <laughs> it's like that divine paradox it's really mm. beautiful um so pisces season is is it the 19th that that's starting it could be the 19th 
in Australia. I have it as the 18th, oh, 18th. so maybe it's okay, the 18th, yeah. 19th. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And so then I have the date of the 20th for the Pisces new moon. I, th- I don't know if that's Australian or maybe it's the same. Um, so yeah, two days after or one too. day? Yeah. Okay. So one or two days after, depending on where you are in the world. <laughs> okay. Did you want to speak to this magical Pisces new moon? Yeah, so the Pisces new moon, which is at the one degree of Pisces. So this, to me, looks like quite a nice new moon. And, you know, I think it it really speaks to that beautiful, uh, peaceful kind of flow nature of February, obviously after the full moon. But, you know, it does kind of settle. and. Um, this new moon is kind of speaking to that. It's speaking to this this reset, the initiation of realizing that maybe something does need to reset, something does need to recharge. Some part of your your soul or your energy has been depleted, and this is your opportunity to to set a a beautiful intention just for you, you know, just for for your um for your personal healing journey for your personal soul's expansion you know it, it's really something that has got more to do with anything material uh sorry it's got more to do with your soul's experience than anything material that's what i wanted to say <laughs> um so it's a very like internal and um you know, energetic full moon, uh, new moon. Oh my gosh. It's not even Mercury retrograde. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but I do, I do like this new moon because I think it's quite Mm -hmm. gentle. There is a, uh, you know, it's not an exact square, but there is a square between Mercury and, uh, Uranus, but I think it's kind of a good energy. You know, I see this as a good square because I feel like once again, it's that spark. It's a very sparking, um, inspiring, initiating energy that that shifts you out of your comfort zone a little bit and maybe helps you to see something in a different way because we still have that Mercury in Aquarius, which is thinking outside of the box, innovating, um, reaching for something new. So, you know, this could be about reaching for something new when it comes to your internal values or you know how you build a sense of safety, security, and peace within yourself, because we are looking at that state of inner and um, you know soulful peace. It's how do you build that connection to your heart and and feel at ease within your body. And and there is this feeling of like having an inspired thought or idea that that sparks you into action. We also have a um, you know, once again, it's not exact, but we do have a uh, trine between Mercury and Mars during the the new moon. So it, it's like you're getting this insight and this inspiration and this realization that might be coming from Uranus, which has to do with your values or which has to do with something you've been stuck in. And then Mars is kind of supporting you to take action or to speak up or to make that decision or to set that intention, which maybe 
could have felt a little, you know, uncomfortable in any other setting. But this this Mars energy kind of is egging on Mercury to, you know, to to not be afraid. Um, it's also both of these energies are also holding that new moon. You know, they're kind of on the outer, they're kind of outside the where the new moon is occurring. So they're kind of holding it and 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 helping it to to push forward. It's like a hug. I feel like when I look mm-hmm. at the chart, I see it as like a hug from these like very loud, very social signs that are saying, you know, it's okay. You can do this for yourself. You know, you are allowed to do this for yourself. And no one is going to penalize you. No one is going to, you know, think any differently of you. This is something that you know you need to do for yourself and and you should. You know, you should you should put that energy and and put that time into yourself and do that thing for yourself. Um, because essentially, you know, that Pisces energy as well is feeding into your soul and yourself so that you have this beautiful boundless field of energy to give into the world as well. It's like kind of where the skin like dissolves, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That was all. (laughs) (laughs) As you're speaking, it just, it feels like, um, like there's a lot of potential for like really emerging through a lot of these things that we've explored throughout the month, like emerging in a way that perhaps has been building for a while. And now it's like all of these forces are like, you can bring it out now, you can bring it out now. Like you can really step into that, like the full moon's making that very obvious And then other insights popping in with Mercury. So yeah, Mercury and Aquarius. And then like you said, that cosmic hug (laughs) that's supporting that Pisces new moon. It's like, it, it just, it feels like very emerging into this, to this self that's ready to step forward and like be more of you than you've been able to be in the past or that you've been safe to be in the past or more access to yourself even it yeah emerge is just the word that's been coming through and it feels really cool yeah no I love I love that you use that word I um yeah I, I definitely feel I feel the the emerging energy as well um you know also just reflecting back on the Aquarius new moon that we had in uh, January. So that was a new moon as well at one degree of mm. Aquarius, I believe. So, you know, when we think about the very early signs, the very early degrees of a sign, it is that emerging energy. Like it mm. is that you're, you're like a baby, you're entering this sign and you're just exactly, you're like <laughs> bursting out and you're so excited and you're so ready. And, but you're still a baby and you're still kind of crawling about and you're still figuring out what this space feels like. So, you know, there is excitement in that emergence. And I think emergence, is that a word? Um, I have no idea. sound right. (laughs) (laughs) In the emerging, let's just say, let's just say that. Um, So there is this excitement in that emerging. And 
you know, if you felt anything like that during that Aquarius new moon, which was, I believe, on the 21st of January. Um, so, you know, if you felt anything somewhat like you were a baby treading water or you were just like moving into this new space and feeling this excitement or like ready to kind of take something on in a in a mm. different way then you know this pisces new moon can have a, a a similar flavor you know it's not exactly the same but there's like a note there's a spice that's the same here like they've used mm-hmm. a particular spice and it's similar and you're like Oh, you know, this, this feels somewhat similar and just as engaging or just as Mm -hmm. exciting. There's a similar newness that um, can be really fun to play with. You know, once again, new moon, it's like new energy to play with. Mm -hmm. Mm. So did you want to go into Venus moving into Aries or did you want to, um, you know, I, I really, like, I obviously appreciate your relationship with astrology and the way that you explore and express it, but I, in particular, really enjoy your exploration of Venus in Pisces. And so did you want to touch on that a little bit and then we'll go into Venus moving into Aries on the 21st? Yeah, sure. Um, So Venus in Pisces. So... I guess Venus entered Pisces in January. So that was the 26th, I believe. Um, So it's going to spend, it was the 26th. I think I've got that right on my calendar. (laughs) Um, So it's going to spend most of its time, uh, most of February in Pisces. Um, It doesn't move into Aries until the 21st Mm. of February. So Venus in Pisces is, you know, it does quite well in Pisces. It is, uh, it's not at home, but it's kind of like when you go to somebody's house and you feel really comfortable there. You know, Venus feels really comfortable in Pisces. It's like, this feels like home. It's not home, but it Mm -hmm. feels just like home. And that's (laughs) Venus in Pisces. So with that energy, opening up the month and carrying us through the main, you know, the, the main portion of the month, uh, with February also being a shorter month. Mm. This, this is a, a energy signature of receiving, you know, Mm. Pisces is the sign of allowing. It's the sign of receiving. It's, it's incredibly receptive. It's, it's incredibly compassionate, forgiving, you know, and I'm sure you, you could be thinking of that Pisces friend who's held a grudge for however long, but, you know, generally Pisces as an energy body is a forgiving, compassionate, um, empathetic sign. It's, it's a very, um, it's the sign that kind of sits back and allows. So Mm. when we look at Venus in Pisces as a collective, you know, this is a beautiful time for you to allow things to enter your life, allow the gifts to kind of um, come to you without you necessarily having to chase it, without you necessarily having to push for things or, or fight 
you know, or, or really, you know, put up a front to get what you want, you know, really learning the art of allowing can be a beautiful way to receive the gifts that Venus has to offer you during this particular transit. Um, the thing that I think there was something interesting as well happening with Venus uh, through Pisces. That's right on the 15th. I wrote this down because I thought it was special. So on the Mm -hmm. 15th of February, Venus makes a conjunction to Neptune as well. So with both of these like beautiful, like cosmically uh, artistic and, Mm. you know, elusive and romantic planets coming together, this is such an incredible and, and, you know, beautiful time of the month to really engage in creative pursuits or artistic pursuits or you know it's right around the 14th of February Mm. we all know (laughs) what that is about so you know being right around that period of time it's this beautiful uh energy signature of love and escapism and um you know anything that can help you to create that beautiful illusion of of fantasy of romance you know and and living in that you know as if it's real you know making mm-hmm. that that illusion that dream real for yourself um for a moment because venus is also you know it, it is a bit more tangible than neptune you know yes. neptune is kind of it, it is the cloud and venus is kind of the real uh, the more real, tangible manifestation of that uh, dreamy energy. So, you know, both of these energy bodies coming together can be a beautiful time for you to kind of do something with it, you know, make something of that dream, make something of that romance or of that 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 love or that fantasy or that inspiration that you have. So, you know, if you're in a relationship, this is such a beautiful time to kind of do something nice together or, you know, go on a trip or a weekend or something away together. Um, if you're not, you know, then doing something for yourself that is romantic as well, you know, enjoying that time for yourself, um, treating yourself to something that engages your senses. You know, Venus is very sensory. So treating yourself to something that engages your senses and senses and, and, and kind of helps you to feel into your beauty, into your body, into, you know, imagining something that you could be, you know, or that you want. Mm. And and it's just such a beautiful, dreamy um, time of the month. But um, Venus in Pisces generally is a very receptive energy. So I think, you know, allowing yourself to be in a space of creativity and inspiration and artistry, you know, even thinking of yourself as a piece of art, you know, how you move and how you interact with the world around you, the physical world, you know, um, can be such a fun way to, to play with the Venus and Pisces energy. And then, so on the 21st, Venus is then moving into Aries, which will be quite different from Venus in Pisces. Yes. Yes, I think so. (laughs) Um, You know, it's kind of that leap from 
sitting back and allowing and being in the flow to jumping into action. Um, mm. But it's still Venusian and it's still that beautiful tactile energy. So, you know, I would say the Venus in Pisces is kind of the setup for whatever action, activity, um, whatever kind of comes at you and as an inspiration or an opportunity. So, so the way that I would look at this is Venus in Pisces is kind of the time to once again reset. Like I, I think, you know, I, I love the idea of Pisces, anything Pisces being about resetting and recharging. Mm -hmm. So recharging that energy center of receiving, of love, of creativity, of inspiration. So that once Venus enters Aries, you have your, you know, that, that, uh, battery of energy, you know, not that mm -hmm. it's a battery, but you know, your, your energy level, your vibration is, is high. So mm -hmm. that when you're in that Aries energy of, of kind of fighting, you know, fighting for, for what you want and, and taking action and being more assertive and more forward and more confident and more outspoken in things that have to do with love or uh, creativity or, um, or art or the body or anything like that, you've, you've already built up your energy, your vibration to quite a healthy level so that others are not taken away from it. You know, you're kind of in a positive exchange with people when you're interacting with them, with the Venus and Aries. You're kind of, you know, positively interacting when you are taking action, when you are, um, you know, making those proposals or, um, you know, being more assertive. It's not that you're just kind of giving, doing, and releasing and expending, but you're in the, the I guess, the process of exchange, um, which can also be, you know, quite healthy as well. Yeah. That's so exciting. I love this exploration of um, February. It was definitely illuminating for me and yeah, I'm excited. Was there anything else that you did want to touch on for this month? Um, I think those are the main, I would say those are the main energy signature, signatures of February. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, you know, at the very end of the month, although it's not really the very end of the month, the 22nd might be an a day to note. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not a, it's not like a, there's no planets moving into different signs or anything, but it is, you know, there is something happening. We've got a trine uh, between Mercury and Mars. We've got, um, let's see, there's there's a little bit going on on that day. Let me just okay. pull this up. So we've got Mercury making a trine to Mars and also a very loose, you know, it's not exact, but it is making a sextile to Chiron um, and it's still kind of in this square with uh, Uranus so you know as we uh, kind of come off that that new moon as we come off the um, you know the transitions from planets to different signs this kind of feels like a very healing moment and I think mm -hmm. that's why I wanted to bring it up because you know anything that's kind of activating 
Chiron, anything that is um, also activating Uranus um, or even Mars, you know, any of those personal planets, I guess any activation, what am I saying? Any activation, <laughs> you know, sometimes can be a little significant depending on your chart. So, you know, anybody that has uh, air signs, um, has the, the Aries um, mid degrees kind of active in their charts or has been feeling this Uranus at 15 degrees kind of transit, this can be a very healing um, kind of time where you are really inspired to take action based on something that has come to light for you, something that you've realized that has to do with your inner child or that has to do with a wound that, or that has to do with, you know, a, a lack of, of self-confidence or, um, you know, something that's been going on for you in terms of your values or your self, um, your kind of self-realization journey or something like that. This feels like a very significant and healing um, energy signature that is definitely here to spark a, a certain new direction, or if it's not a new direction, it's, it's certainly like a new way of thinking about something or someone. So it just feels like mm. there's something very healing about the thoughts or the people or the ideas um, that could be coming into your mind around this time. So, you know, I think that the month kind of ends on a pretty decent note um, or, you know, the 22nd. But talking about the end of the month, I do want to mention the end of the month. Okay. Because uh, we, we end the month with Mercury approaching Saturn and Venus approaching Jupiter. So, you know, we've got this, we've got this severity, we've got this kind of maturity coming about in terms of like these ideas, these visions, these conversations we've been ha having. And then we've also got Venus approaching Jupiter. And this is kind of bringing about this really positive opportunity. So, you know, there's something in terms of the way that you're thinking, the way that you're conversing, connecting, that is, it's almost like you have to start taking something seriously. And if you do, if you allow yourself to step into that um, new level, it's, it's literally like stepping into this new level, mm. you have this really beautiful opportunity that can open itself up to you with Venus approaching Ju uh, Jupiter. And, mm. you know, as, as much as there might be going on in March, mm. the 1st of March, Venus conjuncts Jupiter. You know, we begin with that conjunction. So, you know, it, it is this really powerful end to February and a really positive beginning to March. Um, but you know, Mercury coming together with Saturn, it's like, take this seriously, you know, take this opportunity seriously, take this group, this uh, person or this vision, this dream, this goal, mm -hmm. like take it seriously because this opportunity is is real. Um, so I think that that's a really interesting energy that we're ending the month with and beginning March with. Yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned that. That feels really beautiful, like 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 a door opening. 
it's, it's our choice to step through it. And, and if we do, Venus and Jupiter are, are both there. Like, here are your blessings. <laughs> yeah, but it's an Aries. So it's not, you know, it's not like that Pisces energy where it's like, you know, we'll put this on your lap and guide you through it gently. It's like, here mm-hmm. it is. You have to walk through it. No one's going to mm-hmm. hold your hand. You know, it's here for you and it's bigger and bolder and as loud as it can be, but you have to do it. <laughs> oh, that sounds so exciting. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for exploring the month of February with us. And of course, we have our um, Divine Guidance Transits Astrology reading. And so basically, what will happen is Nush will take, Nush or Issa will take everything that's happening in the month of February and pair it with your own chart. And it's a really beautiful opportunity to feel like, I, I feel like intuitively when we're in touch with our inner guidance of that like push, pull, that pause and that go, um, we're going to feel these transits and we're going to feel our windows of opportunity where it's, it's like, I feel like something big, big is happening and it's my time to step forward and I know that it's meaningful or something else. Um, but having the mental understanding or the framework to bring those in can be so supportive. It's like, it's like all of this support from life, from, from the planet, it's there. But now we get to know that it's there. And so we get to feel that safety or we get to feel that being cheered on, whatever it might be. And so that's why I love this reading. It's available on our website. I know everyone knows where to find us. So yeah, I thought I would just end with that. Yeah, I would love to explore anybody's chart through the Divine Guidance Transits reading um, or any of them. You know, it's always fun mm-hmm. to kind of um, help to to see where you're at and also to guide you in, in anything that you might be kind of looking to to uncover or explore or create for yourself. You know, mm. creation is so fun. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Nush, for today. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. <laughs>